Well, hey there, friends. Glad you're with us. This is the show that loves to go behind the scenes to talk one-on-one with artists so you get to know more about the heart behind the music. This is episode two of season six of Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout, and it is a pleasure to be with you. I'm so excited about today's show because we have an extended interview. Now, one of the things that's been a career highlight for me was founding and running this thing called Escape to the Lake. Um, it is uh, it was a, a an indie music retreat event that happened for six consecutive summers, three in Wisconsin, three in Indiana, uh, from 2013 to 2018, and uh, it's I, I just established so many amazing relationships and friendships through that. And um, artists were able to even create friendships with other artists. Well, one of the dearest friendships to me that came out of that whole experience was getting to know um, Tim and Bettany Coons from Greeley, Colorado. And their artistic moniker is Giants and Pilgrims. Bettany does amazing visual art. We have some of it hanging on the walls of our house Um, and uh, Tim is an incredible singer-songwriter and makes music that pairs with Bettany's work. Um, And In fact, even a couple of the Escape to the Lakes, Bettany created a mixed-media painting visual piece while Tim was playing music on stage. It was just magical. So um, we have uh, some exciting things to talk about um, with with Tim Coons. Um, but uh, before we dive in, um, let's kind of go back in time a little bit. I'm going to play a song that we've featured in the past. We've, you know, the Giants and Pilgrims music has been sort of a soundtrack in my life. And so we've featured them a bunch. And if the name doesn't sound familiar, maybe this song uh, will kind of refresh you on what they sound like. a little bit of giants and pilgrims there uh just to whet your appetite and um we are going to be sprinkling some some of their brand new music at least samples of it um throughout the show so you can get a taste of it but their new collaborative project is called midwestern trees and guess what it's based on yes you guys are geniuses midwestern trees um, <laughs> Bettany did this incredible art series. I'm still just blown away looking at these. Um, and then uh, Tim's uh, did a, a companion EP um, that is beautiful. Uh, and it, I've just been playing it over and over and over again in recent days. And I think you're going to just fall in love with it. Um, so uh, this is brand new stuff. It just came out in recent weeks. And uh, so I had a chance to um, get on the old Zoom 
and connect with Mr. Coons about the latest Giants and Pilgrims project. So let's dive into the interview. Well, I am so excited for this conversation because I am just enamored with your album. Um, it is just stunningly beautiful. So um, I, I, I've been playing it on repeats for, for many days now. So it's been, it's just gorgeous. Well done. Well done. Thanks so much. Okay. So um, instead of me trying to do this, can you share in your words, just who or what giants and pilgrims is? Sure. So giants and pilgrims is uh, really a collective of my wife and myself. We call it a marriage of art and music. And I'll create an album and she'll create an art series and they'll be companions together. Uh, so she'll have a, a piece that has a bike or something kind of as the icon or the main image. And then I'll have a song um, that was inspired by that image or vice versa. Um, I'll create a song that is about a certain thing, a certain feeling. And so she'll create an image or something in response to that. And uh, we've done now four projects together. Uh, this will be the the fourth one, Midwestern Trees. Um, Almanac number one was the first one. And then we did one called Becoming that was really about the fact that we are always in a state of constant growth. And then uh, we did one called Bellwether, uh, which was actually a um, kind of a look at sacred spaces. And uh, and so her paintings and, and my songs corresponded in that way. Midwestern Trees is, is looking at um, different iconic trees uh like an ash or a catapa or a cottonwood and uh and or an apple tree and then i've written seven songs and then betney has a a a 13 13 piece uh art show that corresponds with it i wasn't as fast as she was in the production (laughs) yeah that's incredible okay so so just i i kind of need to know um what was the driving force of the inspiration of Midwestern trees? What was it more the music or more the, the arts of the, the, the visual art? No, thanks for asking. Uh, this one was led more by the visuals, by the art. This was uh, an idea that um, Bettany had. She was, as she, she said she was sitting in a coffee shop and uh, was like looking through this, uh, like a vintage, anatomical kind of of trees pictures and these these old um kind of silhouettes and and um root systems and all these things and and she just found them so beautiful and uh and she was like i want to do a series of just midwestern trees like because Hmm. um these trees not only speak to a larger story like most of us understand if if we're told about a mulberry tree or or you know we see one we do think about Hey, I remember that summer day mm. when we walked through and got mulberry all over, or we, or, or a friend of mine started picking mulberries. Like I have a couple of those types of stories. We, we have these interactions at a large scale level and that's very universal, but at the same time, um, Bettany has stories that are very personal to her as well. Um, very personal stories, um, that she wanted to weave in to these bigger universal experiences with these very specific named trees. Another piece alongside this was, um, it was several years ago, her dad is a big time biologist guy. 
and lives on an apple orchard. Uh, Mike Williamson lives on an apple orchard, raised his kids out there uh, in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, and uh, and has this deep affinity for nature around him. And Mike was taking Betty and I through um, the college that's here in Greeley, Colorado, uh, UNC. Um, we were just going on this walk and he started naming all the different trees. He was he's like, well, that's an ash tree. And he was like, he's like, well, that's a hickory tree, but I don't see any other hickory trees. And so this is kind of a lone thing here in Colorado in this town. Um, and we were like, we we're like, okay, there's an elm tree, which is rare because of Dutch elm disease. And um, so, so all of a sudden in the naming, you all of a sudden felt closer mm. to the world around you uh, by saying, you know, I love these giants that are in this town. When, when you say, now I know that that is an apple tree and in its season, we could come back here and see if we could pick some. Mm. Um, or I know that this is this type of tree and it's going to need a certain type of care. There's something about naming um, that yeah. I think is really powerful. And so that that was um, just those first stepping stones for Bettany into, into creating this project. That's great. I'm going to weave a, a few questions about songs in the sprinkle throughout here. Yeah. And I would love to first ask you about the opening track, Apple Tree Lean Down. Yes. So um, we we jokingly say there's a, there's a couple of um, trees in the series that this one is very much mine and this one is Bettany's. And, uh, and so the apple tree was very much Bettany's. That is like her deep connection. And so uh, there was a, a real process of, of creating the song Apple. Um, I had this uh, piano line that, that, was, that was coming in that I kept coming back to that I thought was uh, compelling. I really liked the sound of it. And, uh, and then when she was working on Apple, I, I started singing that, be the apple of my eye. And, and um, I, was, I was like, I like that as a chorus. And I had a first set of lyrics that um, corresponded to a lot of the imagery that she was using. And, um, and they worked, they, they told little bits of story, but they weren't, they didn't have like a personal resonance yet. And, and Bethany could sense it too. She was like, she's like, ah, I like it, but like, you know, um, you know, what does it mean to you? And, and so I went back and, and redid the verses um, to be really about the story of what it means to join a family and to to step into um you know benny's experience and the apple orchard i had this moment with Bettany of, of when we were first dating we'd been dating like three months or so and i had a chance to we were we were dating out in colorado and i went and visited her on her apple orchard that she grew up on and i was walking around the place and we climbed up a tree and we were talking and it was, I looked around and I said, oh my goodness, I get it now. I get mm. you now. Wow. Right. There, there's this, there are these moments where we get to have an experience with someone we love with something that they love and they can tell you about it, but it isn't until you actually experience it that you all of a sudden have this experience of growing closer. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I, I kind of wove that into the song, Apple, that experience. And then my favorite line, and I'll see if I can remember it right. It's, um, it's I'm still a branch grafted. You can give it a shake. I know I'm not there, but I'm willing to change. 
Mm. And, and this, this way of saying like, I'm a part of your family, um, but your family has its own value systems, has its own experiences. And so I'm, I'm there. I want to be something that's grafted, which is, you know, with, with apple trees, you can actually graft entire trees off of a, 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 a graft. And, um, and so that, that's my favorite line in the song. It might be my favorite line of the whole album. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it, all I can take. I never fully knew you till I saw this away. I'm still a branch crafted, you can give it a shake. Well, I I was born and raised in the Midwest, and uh, so all these tree titles, um, you know, just like you were saying earlier, they just conjure up memories and emotions. Um, so, what um, what is it about trees that seems to like have this? just connection or maybe I'll just ask you how do trees connect to you in your life? Yes. Um, and that is a, that is a question. What is it about trees? And I, and I feel like all of us would answer that a touch differently. Yeah. For me, it is um, a couple thoughts immediately came to mind. And one is I remember, I remember um, being around 30 years old, maybe 31, 32 and and feeling like my my understanding my go-to metaphors in life were changing hmm. and and it was this like i always i'd seen myself as a young passionate man who like fire was a, this go-to metaphor in my mind and my heart of like of like you know i want to be a reformer i want to um make music that really like changes and impacts and um and i remember living in in Greeley for long enough, Colorado, where, where I still live and having kids for the first time and, and being a new dad and saying, I want to be rooted. I, mm. I want to like actually dig down and plant and have the slow growth that bears fruit. Mm. And that was a foundational change for me personally. And so trees 
uh, for me, represent this um, slowing down and an understand that the good life is the rooted life that sees many seasons. If if you want to bear fruit truly, then then you're going to have to stick around. You're going to have to stick around in a place. You're going to have to stick around in an area. You're going to have to make a commitment um, to a family or to a philosophy or to an idea, um, to a vocation, um, to a community. You're going to have to make a commitment. And uh, and so I feel this wonderful sense of connection with trees because when I take a moment and stare at a tree for a little bit, I get that sense of like, this is this tree's world. <laughs> this is it. Like they grow here. Um, they, they, they know the seasons here. They experience winters and springs and summers and falls here. And, uh, and so that's the first thing. And then the, the second thing that came to my mind immediately um, was the Psalms, it, like being a songwriter and, and doing I, I, the first uh, connection that you and I had was an album that I did that was all responses to Psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, I had done the Enter the Worship Circle album uh, way back in the day. And uh, the Psalm 1 is, may you be uh, a tree planted by streams mm. and, uh, and know those seasons. And, um, and so, so both those pictures of, of something that is rooted and then something that is by a river that's being fed um, speak to me a lot. Those are like, I, I have a, a great resonance. I, I would say that like my number one thing in life um of of a symbol in nature that connects me to God is a cottonwood. Number one. <laughs> wow. If apple is if if an apple tree is Benny's, the cottonwood is mine. Wow. That's awesome. Um well uh I so so speaking of cottonwood, I, I mean I think there are so cool one of the things I love about cottonwood trees is um and, and it's true even here in Tennessee, um they are the trees that sort of usher in spring. They're, they sort of, they're the ones that seem to bloom first and fullest. Um, and so, so cottonwoods have, I, I've always found them a, kind of a magical tree as well. So can you tell me about that song uh, that, sh- that shares that title? Yes. Um, Cottonwood has a, a fairly distinctive story. Um, I had heard, uh, a bit of a of a sermon where uh the the preacher had said when uh i he said i bet you experience something in nature that you feel a little bit more attuned awake when you see it it all it, it, it kind of like sparks something within you that says oh i need to wake up this is meaningful for some people it's butterflies or a specific animal um or mm-hmm. or it might be a place that, that you go to of like when when you encounter this mountain this is a big deal and and for me um i knew immediately i was i was like oh yeah cottonwood trees like i've always felt that with cottonwoods and and after identifying that it was funny like i have a, a favorite park um that i'd go to all through life and i i went to that park and i was like ah, there's a trinity of cottonwoods right here where I'd always sit and pray. And, and so subconsciously, I kind of knew that and internalized that. Well, the same weekend that I had heard that little sermonette, uh, I went home and I was visiting uh, my parents and my dad and my mom and I came out of a restaurant and there were these geese flying overhead and they were honking and it was, it was getting dusk. And so I couldn't really see them. I could just hear them. And my dad looked up and he said, ah, 
geese honking. He's like, that's how I know God loves me. Wow. And, and he had, he had heard the same little bit of sermon uh, huh. in a different, in a different realm. And, uh, and I thought that was so cool. Yeah. And so, um, and so the song and, and Benny puts the, the paint puts a, a lot of this in the painting too. If someone wants to look at the painting, there are the, all these like images of fathers and sons and, and geese are in there. Um, in the song, I, I, I compared that of, of like a cottonwood being my connection point and, and geese being my father's and, um, yeah, the, the, the chorus is, uh, Still the sky is filled with the sound of shimmering leaves, um, keeping all the promises watching over me, um, softly christening. And then another, another one is loudly christening, uh, kind of with the imagery of, of the geese. Um, so yeah, the, the song for me is, uh, is about those places in nature that wake you up. And still the sky is filled with the sound of so many wings Keeping all the promises And watching over me Loudly christening There's a garden and a grave where we live With strings over the park where the music lives By the water's edge I'd pray In a trinity of limbs still reaching in Still reaching in Till that sky is filled with the sound of shimmering leaves, keeping all the promises and watching over me, softly christening. I love that. Um, how do you um, suggest that we? we the people experiencing this best um engage with the project as a whole right um that's a that's a great question because these days you know um listening to it on spotify and putting it on a playlist is like super lovely and helpful yeah um and 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 then you know coming to a website and looking through the the pictures and and purchasing a print um, yeah. is is also like this like really wonderful thing um so yeah sorry my my brain went to two different places one is supporting the artist uh the second is engaging the the project yeah they're both important um, if you, <laughs> yeah if you come to giantsandpilgrims.com um and click on art and music projects you can listen to it's a band camp embed and you can listen to the songs but then you can go through all of Bettany's paintings mm. and 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 click on them and, and see each of the trees and so that's probably the easiest place to engage in the whole of the project so yeah. you can see it and hear it um but that yeah then when it comes to support um you know listen to it there but then put it on your spotify playlists or or purchase it from Bandcamp or itunes um and then i would also 
say this, like, write us uh, <laughs> or, or, or mm. write me on Facebook or um, reach out if you have a favorite tree or if, or if you have a favorite meaningful song. Um, I would say that that's probably my favorite thing ab- about music and art is connection. Mm. Uh, and, and so when someone sends an email and is just like, Hey, I really love this song. Thank you. Um, it, it makes not only my day, but my week, uh, sometimes my month, like it just yeah. feels like, ah, oh, lovely. Um, and, yeah. uh, you know, back in the day, uh, your work with UTR, but then also when you were running escape to the lake and, and doing those shows, you were creating atmospheres, not just of entertainment right, and, and not just of inspiration, but it was connection. Mm. It was, uh, you were creating these environments where artist and, and listener, um, an appreciator could really sit in the same room and, and, uh, and have a conversation, have a discussion and, um, and one could respond to the other and one could, um, encourage the other. And, uh, it was it was just some of the best memories of myself as a musician mm. were the spaces that you created, Dave Trap. Wow. So thank you. <laughs> well, that's meaningful. Thank you. I uh, yeah, uh, it's it it was always and still always is a delight whenever we get to um, work together on whatever. And I hope there'll be m- more opportunities for that um, in in the years to come. Um, I'm not done yet though, so don't go anywhere. All right, sounded like the end of the interview, but it's not. (laughs) All right, I think this is a good spot to insert a little uh, momentary break, Uh, but we do have more conversation with Tim Coons from Giants and Pilgrims coming up in the second half of today's podcast. Um, Well, coming up is Thanksgiving, and so we have just been giving thanks for so many things this year. Um, First of all, thank you to you, because those of you who have been supportive with your prayers, your uh, being involved in the Kickstarter campaign for Bellsburg, or buying merchandise off the website, or folks who have um, given generously with their financial donations to UTR, or even just your prayer support, all of it has meant so much to us this year. And it's really been um, a year where we've seen God do some things that were way bigger than us and kind of put us in a, a new place. Um, and so it just feels like this this shift, uh, like... I don't know. There's this momentum that wasn't there before this year. So, so thank you all for being a part of this journey. Um, also, we are so thankful for um, for Old Bear Records and our partnership there, and uh, being involved with the Bellsburg project. Um, we do have a Bellsburg store that's open right now. Where you can buy the music, the T-shirts, other merchandise, and that's at richmullins25.com/store. Um, also one more thing I wanted to, to, uh, say, well, actually, before I get to that, um, another Thanksgiving related thing, we have a Thanksgiving playlist 
So if you're looking for songs of Thanksgiving, just to enjoy in the car, um, maybe you're not quite ready for the Christmas season, the Christmas music yet, uh, this this is a great time for the Thanksgiving music. And we have a whole playlist of called Thanksgiving Songs of Faith. You can, you can search it out on any of the big streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Prime Music, YouTube Music. Uh, the playlist is there, and it's been newly updated with new songs. And so um, just enjoy, and hopefully it brings you the attitude of gratitude this season. Okay, one more thing, because this is a big shopping season. As you know, I, I mean, I do it too. We do a lot of shopping on Amazon whether it's for Black Friday, for Cyber Monday, all of those things, um, or just for general shopping for yourself and your family. Like, hey, we need to buy a new uh, rug or we need to, I mean, we get so much stuff through Amazon, it's crazy. And we would love to help make Jeff, Jeff Bezos be one of the biggest donors to UTR. Um, and you can help us do that by, uh, by uh, going and shopping at Smile. Dot amazon.com and and then you can select any charitable organization that you want for, for a, a little fraction of your purchase will will be sent to the charity of your choice and you can choose UTR media and um, and then every time you go to uh, to check out and you can even do this on the app on the Amazon app you can um, set it up where it's a smile purchase. And, uh, and UTR can, can benefit from that. So, so while you're doing your regular Christmas shopping, um, you can just set that up and it's like a, an amazing way to support the work that's happening here. So, so, so encourage you to check that out, smile.amazon.com and set up UTR Media as your charitable organization. Thanks, guys. Um, well, we're going to take a quick break and be back with more with Giants and Pilgrims right after this. This podcast is sponsored by the new album, Bellsburg, the songs of Rich Mullins. Holy Jesus, I'm shaking like a leaf. UTR is proud to partner with Old Bear Records on the release of Bellsburg, an 18-track tribute recorded in Rich Mullen's old house in Bellsburg, Tennessee. Heaven is waiting past the horizon. The project features musical contributions from Amy Grant, Andrew Peterson, Mitch McVicker, Ashley Cleveland, Brothers McClurg, Andrew Greer, Jason Gray, and more. And the Holy King of Israel loves me here. In America. Find Bellsburg on all music platforms with CDs, vinyl, and tees available at bellsburg.com. Let's face it, it's hard to look cool when your minivan speakers are cranking Sandra McCracken or the latest episode from The Bible Project. So the least we can do is help you look like a baller while you jam to your melancholy folk songs. That's why UTR's latest contest is for a kicking pair of Beat Solo 3 wireless headphones. Beat Solo 3 wireless headphones. You can win the headphones for free and make your neighbors think you're listening to Tupac Shakur while you're mowing your lawn. 
while in reality, it's tunes by Sarah Groves. Enter UTR's contest for Beat Solo 3 headphones for free at utrmedia.org. Again, that's utrmedia.org. If I was to write you a letter and tell you about kind of, you know, the the store uh, stories of trees that kind of come to my mind, one that would be at the top of my list is the crab apple tree. Um, there, I grew up in a home. I was born and raised in a home just outside Chicago that had two crab apple trees in the front yard, um, and. I mean, I cannot have memories and images of that house without thinking about those crab apple trees. Um, so I would love to have you share about the song that you wrote in its honor. Yes, absolutely. And um, when it was spring, did those crab apple trees bloom just like crazy? They blooms? bloomed beautiful. And then, and then eventually, um, I mean, there, there's two distinct memories I have of the crabapple tree. The one is the blooming, which they just, for for one week of the year, just were the most gorgeous, beautiful things on the you know on the, on the planet. And then uh, after all the flowers went away, you had all the the leftover crab apples that would kind of become in ripe or whatever they call it. Uh, and then they would all fall off the tree and and. Uh, and these crab apples would just get run over with bicycles and, and people walking on the sidewalk. And so, and so it was not unusual for, for the house where I lived to just have this, like, it looked like a, uh, you know, 17 jars of crab apple jelly, just like smeared all over the sidewalk because of <laughs> yeah. all the smushed yeah. crab apples. Um, Absolutely. But yeah. yeah. Just, but definitely like, immediately immediate sparks you know memories of just you know just how i grew up and childhood and you know i can't the crab apple tree was a part of all of it yes ah that's lovely um real similar bettany they had one crab apple tree in their entire apple orchard and it was in the center and, uh, and it was one of those things of spring. It was the first thing that bloomed. And she remembers like going with her siblings and checking on the crab apple. Had it, had it bloomed yet? Had it bloomed yet? And, um, and then when it finally did, it was just kind of this um, signifier of an explosion of life. Yeah. And, and Benny's, Benny's painting is the actual cover of the album. We chose, we chose crab apple to be the cover of, of the Midwestern trees album. And uh, it is like, pink and orange and vibrant and it has all these little bees in there my five-year-old uh did a little tiny picture of a bee and that's hidden in there as well um, if, you, if you look up close um so it, it it signifies this um explosion of life in that moment um for me you know looking at that and then zooming zooming back and just knowing that um it takes seasons to get to those explosions of life. Um, you know, there's, there's the moment when it's, when it's bursting and it's all happening. And then there's the moment where you're waiting for it to happen. You're, you're making that trip with your siblings to see, has it launched yet? Has it, has it blossomed yet? Has it done the thing? Um, and, and so I wrote the song 
very much about the sense of anticipation and waiting for when things are going to open up and and let go and blossom. And uh, so the the final lines of of Crabapple are: "It takes the time it takes. Love is slow." Mm. And um, and you know, back with that big picture idea of the trees, and one of the things that I love most about them is the idea of being rooted season after season. Um, I really believe that, and we live in a very fast-paced life that that says, "Here's the deadlines." Uh, you know, ev- everything is is happening so fast at a very shallow depth. Um, and I would say that the things that we share on social media uh, correspond with this, and the relationships we're experiencing uh, in those realms can can feel that way. And uh, I think that most everything worth anything takes time, and so the best relationships, the best uh, food, <laughs> the um, the best uh, kind of way of being a parent. Um, the best way to approach your work at times, um, you know, is, is to say like, "Hey, it's going to be busy this season, but then it's going to slow down. Um, but it's going to take the time it takes because we're in this for the long haul." Yeah. Um, one of my favorite uh, poems is by Mary Oliver, and and she says, uh, "It takes the time it takes. Don't worry." How many roads did Saint Augustine follow before he became Saint Augustine? You know, like, like even even your own spiritual journey mm-hmm. takes time. Yeah. And uh, and if you're looking to become a more patient person, more loving person, it takes the time it takes. And there's a great sense of uh, letting go and peace that comes with that. Honey, be kind. Love is slow. It takes it in time, but it'll show. Can't you feel it running? Can't you hear it humming, running, becoming something? Honey, kind. Love is slow. Somehow, you connecting a crab apple tree to all of that is the essence of Tim Coons. Come go. on, man. That was a slam dunk. I loved it. Man. Thank you. And I and I am telling you, I, I, I'm just saying it out loud because then I will know that I have to follow through on it. I will definitely be gifting my parents the crab apple tree print from that bet bettany made because i know they actually still live in the house that i grew up in 
Um, oh, and those crab it. apple trees are still there. And so that I'm going, I'm going to gift them that, that art piece because yeah, I think it will just be wherever where you know, they won't stay in that house forever, but wherever they move to or wherever they go, that painting can go with them and remind them of, of, of it. Ta- it takes the time it's going to take. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So between the visual arts and the music, what is something that you kind of hope someone experiences or walks away with when they, when they engage with it? Uh, good question. My hope is that they have an experience for them that is personal. Um, that like, like, as you said, with the crab apple tree, that, that it made you think about something within your life and, and therefore um, you feel more connected uh, to the the living world around you. I, I think that that is um, a hope that I would have um, with the music that I create and the, the, the art that, that Benny uh, makes is that there is um, a sense of deep understanding that we are connected that, and a lot of my, a lot of my music in, in the past and, and even my approach with worship has been this sense of like um, the most, the most sacred moments for me um, don't happen even in, in the music or the message. A lot of times the most sacred moments for me within a service would be um, leading a time of prayer when, when mm. people are um giving their their prayer requests or praises and things and then we all say together after we hear it lord hear our prayer i i led prayer like that for for years at the church where i was leading worship and and it often became this is the moment where we could actually mourn with each other uh mourning with those who mourn rejoicing with those who rejoice in 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 real time mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. uh and actually like sitting in that space and, and so um for me and uh yeah for for me i've um been a little bit obsessed with community connection um being woven together uh, i've i've heard it called the community fabric or a social fabric um these things mean a lot to me and when i when i see people tearing at social fabric or um or trying to rile rile up one group against right. another or things like that um to me that that's one of the greatest atrocities yeah. Um, it's to, is to tear us apart within our humanity. Uh, I, I think that, uh, that it's, it's important to be able to, uh, see each other in, in those ever widening circles. And, uh, and so I, I do hope that when people experience, uh, the trees that, that they would feel a sense of connection and then also a sense of awakening to their own stories. Yeah, that's good. Um, okay. So, uh, I know we we talk. This is just kind of wrap things up. We talked about this a little bit, but I want to um, end by talking about how to kind of support the music and how to to you know have it in our homes and in our spaces, um, not in the music and the art. And so, um, so what is available to us? Can you share? You know, obviously. We know that the music you can find on streaming platforms and the art you can look at on a website, but what about actually um, having the music and the arts? What's yes. Um, 
so so we do have um a lot of the original paintings of the entire series there's there's um a few that have sold um but there are still uh, originals of of pieces which are you know it's an heirloom purchase like it's a big deal yeah um and then there are prints of those um limited edition art prints that that betney signs that you can that you can get and we also have um some shirts and some sweaters that i thought turned out really cool um that that represent as well and so these are these are ways in which um people can support and um dig into the project yeah yeah are you selling any of the music as a physical product I no, I didn't make any CDs this time. I didn't. Oh. Uh, the last two times that I've uh, produced actual CDs, I, I still have hundreds on my shelf. <laughs> I, I I know it's a weird world, music yeah. wise. I get it, but uh, but you know, anyway, those all sound like really cool ways to engage with uh, what you have, and that's all at giantsandpilgrims.com. Yes, giantsandpilgrims.com, and then also uh, bettanycoons.com. Uh, okay. I think, I think a lot of the art merch is, is over there. Okay. But links are, are at giantsandpilgrims.com. If you come on over and start looking through. Awesome. Oh, yeah. dude, thank you. This is such a pleasure to talk to you again. It's great to see you and to hang out. Oh, come on. Yes. That is the stuff. Tim Coons of giants and pilgrims. Uh, we are going to link to their website as well as to the Spotify page so you can stream Midwestern Trees, the beautiful new art project and music project from Giants and Pilgrims. Uh, what a delight. Okay, guys, there is so much going on this week, and uh, we're going to close just by uh, inviting you in. Uh, of course... This is, uh, the, at the moment that we are releasing this podcast, it's Thanksgiving week. Oh, that is huge. And I, hopefully you and your family will just have a delightful uh, time higging out on food, watching football, and just laughing and creating memories this week. Um, thank you for bringing us along. Um, we have a Thanksgiving playlist that you can put on while you're baking your pie or just sitting around the table. It's just gourmet music that's all themed on the with the attitude of gratitude. So check it out. Thanksgiving Songs of Faith on all the streaming platforms. Um, okay, what else is going on? We got a few other big things. One is this week we are launching our end-of-the-year campaign called Build-A-Thon. It's, uh, we usually, we only have two campaigns a year, uh, a, a mid-year and an end-of-the-year campaign. So this is, this is the biggest one, too. So this is the time where we really say, come on, if you love what we're doing, want to continue to help us do what we do, um, and just amplify well-crafted, faith-inspired music that brings people together, help us to do more live events where we gather people, help us to do more big projects where we help new albums to be made. There is so much goodness on the horizon, I can't even get into it. But we can't do any of it without your help and support. We are funded by your generosity. So uh, you're going to start seeing announcements about Build-A-Thon. Maybe by the time you listen to this, it will be launched. So check it out at our website or on the social medias we will link to stuff and we're going to talk about build-a-thon from now till the end of the year 
So anytime in that in the, in these weeks ahead, we would love for you to consider giving generously to UTR Media. Um, it's a tax deductible gift because yes, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are so grateful for your help and support in what we do. Uh, so check that out. And there's a couple other quick ways you could help us out too. Um, one is to spread the word of this podcast by taking a screenshot of it, posting it on your social medias, or just sharing it with friends. You can tag at UTR Media. You can also tag at Giants and Pilgrims. Let people know that you enjoyed this interview and that they should check out this amazing new music that Giants and Pilgrims is creating. Spread the word. That is super helpful. And we mentioned this earlier, so I'll just say it quickly. If you link to smile.amazon.com and put UTR Media as your charity of choice, um, the, the prices don't change, the products don't change, everything on the site is the same as the regular Amazon, but lots of folks who are listening right now will be making purchases on Amazon for Black Friday, for Cyber Monday, for just Christmas shopping, for and just even for stuff year-round at your house. And, and guess what? It adds up really fast. It adds up in hundreds of dollars has been donated to UTR because of folks using the smile.amazon.com things. And so uh, it doesn't come out of your pocket. It literally comes out of Jeff Bezos' pockets. Let's do this. <laughs> yes, they give like a finder's fee. It's just a little tiny fraction of a percent, basically. But it, like I said, it does add up. So um, that's a, another great way to support what we do. And keep your eye out for um, Giving Tuesday coming on November 29th is Giving Tuesday. We're going to do some special things that day. Plus, uh, that week after, the week after Thanksgiving, which is next week, we are going to be releasing our list of the top six Christmas albums released this year. Um, so that'll be fun. So lots of very cool things on the horizon. Have a great Thanksgiving. Have a great start to the Advent season. And we will talk to you in just a few weeks on a Christmas edition of Green Room Door, which is a production of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported nonprofit ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and online at utrmedia.org.